welcome to the Midlife with Careers podcast. I'm your host, Kim Benoit, and every week I share stories of women just like you, amazing women over 40 who have found their courage to live life on their terms. These beautiful women have found the confidence to take on midlife like rock stars. They share their stories to inspire and encourage you to find your courage, build your confidence, and start living every moment. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to show me some love and leave a review. Now, let's get started. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to take a minute and tell you I'm so excited because the 2024 Soul Planner is coming out. As of today, you can go ahead and by your own soul planner. I love the soul planner. I've been using it for four or five years now, and I love it because it keeps me motivated throughout the year. I keep using it, which has not always happened in the past. I usually would get a planner and then just kind of, it kind of went by the wayside, but not this one. It's the soul planner. It's awesome. When you get it, you have There's sections in there that help you break down your goals for the whole year, and then you break them down even farther into quarters and weeks. And it's a wonderful way to keep yourself motivated, set those goals, keep your eyes on those goals, and stay motivated. So if you want to get your soul planner, there's a link in the show notes. You can go ahead and click on that. I will tell you that is an affiliate link, so I get a little bit of reward from that, but it does not cost you any more to go through that link. You could also find the link find the link on my website, midlifewithcourage.com. And on the resources page there, if you scroll down, you'll see the link to the soul planner. So check those out. There's three great options and I think you're going to love it. In the meantime, enjoy this episode of Midlife with Courage. Hello everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Midlife with Courage. I am Kim Benoit, your host, and I'm so happy to have you here. I'm also very happy to have my guest here today. Her name is Brittany Cano, correct? Am I pronouncing that correctly, Brittany? I was just thinking that before we came out with Cano. People say Cano all the time, so it's totally fine. (laughs) I I panicked there. I was like, Cano or Cano? So, okay. So Brittany Cano, (laughs) she is a nurse and I'm going to let her tell you where she is in the world and what she's doing. And then we'll just kind of jump into this episode. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me, Kim. And hello, everyone. So I'm in Florida. I'm actually a Midwest gal, but I found my way in Florida on a travel nursing assignment. And I've done assignments other places, but now Florida really is home in a lot of ways. And I consider myself a holistic nurse coach. So I definitely combine all the years of hospital experience and that direct patient care with other forms of healing modalities and work with women who are overextended, stressed out, been taking care of everybody and everything. And now they're like, okay, I think I need to do something for myself because this isn't working. Exactly. I love that. We're going to talk about all that. Um, So Brittany, before we get started, I want to ask you a question. If you could bottle up any scent and take it with you wherever you go, what would that scent be? It could have to be two. There's an oil that I really like called Balance. I'll use it pretty regularly to help me feel calm and grounded. And then the other one will be my mom's uh, chocolate chip baked cookies. But I'm thinking maybe that was not the best idea. I love that. Cookies every day, but I love that smell. I have like such fond memories of that. And I love cookies. I think for that very reason. 
love it. I love both those answers because balance is like my number one favorite blend. Um, and then the cookies, of course. And I love that you pair it with a memory. That's that's what I work with, uh, sense and memory. So I love oh, that. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So Brittany, let's get into your story. You are a registered nurse. You started in critical care. Uh, what happened to have you kind of switch gears a little bit? A couple things. You know, I was in this huge transformational journey myself, really waking up to who am I outside of being a nurse? And I was in my mid-ish 20s and like, who am I besides like this party girl? And maybe there's more to life than this. And then also uh, I had a patient who was a uh, code blue. And so for listeners that don't know, her heart had stopped. You know, we had to bring her back to life. And I just remember so clearly looking at her and thinking, wow, so much of this is preventable. And she could have been, you know, not here in the hospital in this shape had she had a different lifestyle. She's diabetic, type two diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease. And she was young. She was like early sixties. So between that and my own like transformation, I was going through, I'm like, I gotta really help people not end up in the hospital. Uh, and that's kind of where the journey began as far as my, my business goes. Okay. Yeah. I think we kind of have similar journeys because I found myself kind of not in that type of a situation. I did not do critical care as a nurse. That was, I left that to other people. Um, but just just realizing that our healthcare is not really prevention. It, it hadn't been, and it probably, I think hopefully we're getting to that point, but it's a slow journey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's necessary, certainly, you know, obviously if you need things done you want to to keep you alive you need ICU or you need the ER and there's so much we can do through preventative medicine as well yeah yeah totally get that um so tell us when you made that realization so then what did you decide to do so I went from um nursing I still stayed in, in the hospital um actually up until like a year and a few months ago I like kept my foot in the door if you want to say mm-hmm. uh because there's things I absolutely love too about working in the hospital one of them be the socializing right with the patients with the staff with the you know it's just I really really love that piece of it sure but I started um with fitness and health coaching so that was the the way I went into it and then quickly realized realize okay I can give people exercise plans I can give them meal plans and it's going to take a lot more than that for most people to really create deep meaningful change and so that's when I really started adding in more of the stress management and healing of the past because if we're really attached and haven't healed our past that was my personal experience as well it has such a profound effect on who we see ourselves as as well as the choices that we make so then I really started supporting clients with that deeper work Mm -hmm. and what does that look like for you and your clients so we we work holistically so what what, we hear that word all the time it's like what does that word even mean so (laughs) there's all these different aspects of us so I work from the biopsychosocial spiritual model so I'll break it down it's like our physical health so that is the, what are you eating? What are you, you know, how do you sleep? What are you, how are you exercising? All the physical things are you exposed to toxins. And there's the mental piece, which is stress management, as well as like, what are the beliefs? Do you deal with any anxiety? Are you, do you have like unhealthy habits? What are your coping mechanisms? 
And then the social aspect, aspect, which can be career, it can be our family, our friends, who we kind of see ourselves as in the world. And then the spiritual piece, which is different for everybody, but it's like that connection to something greater than ourselves. So we go through all of those things, but some of the deep work that we do that I find is super healing with people is like inner child work is super profound. And then even just starting to bring more mindfulness into our life, right? Because it really starts with awareness. So that in itself is such a empowering way to live once people have that mindfulness piece, because then we become aware and then we have the option to start to change our our choices, right? And then right. change our life. Right. Yeah. It all, it all kind of starts with yourself. And to me, that's what mindfulness is just kind of taking stock of, okay, this is happening and how am I reacting? What, what part do I play? Yeah. It creates that, like, if we choose, it creates that personal agency, right? That mm -hmm. accountability and that like, oh, okay. I'm the author of my life, but also not from that place of like self-criticism or judgment, right? It's like, this right. is how it is and it's okay. It's not bad. It's not good. So there's a more of a neutral stance. And I think from that area, it's so empowering because then we get like not so attached to what's going on too. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's oh, super great point. Something I actually mentioned that some the other day to someone that, yeah, you just, when things happen, you kind of have to say, yep, that's negative, but I accept that and that's okay. And we're going to move on or, you know, right. It's like whatever. acknowledging, right. Part of mindfulness is acknowledging when things are really hard and not being like, Oh, it's great. It's okay. It doesn't bother yeah. me. Or I'm grateful anyway. Right. Like you can be yeah. like, this is really hard, but not get lost in how hard something is like able to keep that like awareness. Like this is hard and I'm suffering, but I'm not drowning in the suffering, which is right. a practice. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> a practice. I think a lifelong practice for sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you, you're talking about your inner child and healing, you know, like the things that you probably experienced throughout your whole life, you're trying to change. Right. Well, and, and maybe not even trying to change sometimes, but just embracing it or acknowledging it. That's what I find a lot is like these younger parts of ourselves that, um, everyone has right that developed out of survival mm -hmm. and some of them just want to be acknowledged and sometimes we're too busy or we're not even aware that these parts of us are like speaking out or <laughs> acting out and they just want to be like hey I see you I know you're there yeah uh, have a relationship with this other part of our our psyche really mm -hmm. yeah um as you were talking I wrote down you know, as a fellow nurse, like assessment, like, so, you know, the whole nursing process, which maybe the listeners have no idea what that means, but you probably have a good idea, like taking, you know, assessing your patients basically. And, you know, what what happened in the past, what do we have going on now and what tools do you have? And then I'm assuming then your part of the intervention would be helping them yeah, that's that what I do in the first session is really like a holistic assessment. So we go through all these things. I'm like, this is going to be a lot of questions, but it's like getting to know you <laughs> and then people share and it like, yeah, we have the, like, I'm able to like, oh, okay. This is like something that really is probably contributing to them not being able to eat healthy and have the relationships that they want. Like there start to be themes that come out through the questioning or some things that really stand out. And sure. so then in our work together, we'll work on, we'll work on them, but we also work on all of the things that I talked about because every area of our life has an influence on every other area of our life. I always say like a holistic, if you think of it like a chair, uh -huh. you think of those 
those four, of course, there's more components of ourselves. But if you think about a chair and like, let's say your mental health is totally crap, right? And so your whole leg of the chair is like, it's a little stub. It's not even there. You're going to fall out of your chair, right? And it's uh-huh. just, um, you're not going to be able to really in harmony or balance in life. And the same thing goes with our, with our well-being. If something's off, it does have an effect. And sometimes we don't realize it has an effect for quite a while. But eventually there'll be things that happen that tell us, Hey, there's something going on here. Yeah. As a nurse, you have medical knowledge and I love that you, you kind of bridge the gap you say between conventional medicine and holistic wellness. And, you know, I, we, we do need to say, you know, we're not like, neither one of us is like, Oh, traditional or conventional medicine is bad. It's, you know, we shouldn't do that. No, we're not saying that at all. It's, it's, I love that we try to incorporate both into caring for people, correct? Totally. Yes. I think that they can totally complement each other. And so what I do with people is, okay, let's say you went to your doctor and you find, found out you have high cholesterol and you're somebody who you're borderline high cholesterol and you don't want to get on medication. And your doctor says, well, we'll give it another six months. So as nurses, we're educators And so I educate, you know, clients from a functional medicine standpoint, from a lifestyle medicine standpoint, like, hey, these are some things you can do. And this is a great place to look and really empower the person to make their choices. Because at the end of the day, as I'm sure you know, Kim, like we're our own healer, right? We have people that are guides and support us. But at the end of the day, it's up to us um, to make a choice or to do the work or not do the work. And so that's uh, typically where I work with clients is what's going to best support you in all aspects. And there's always an emotional and a mental component to physical things as well. So that's not always addressed in conventional medicine. It's really not, I mean, it would be great if it was. And like, I came to this realization where I'm like, it's almost not even, it's the system's not set up in a lot of ways for it to be when you have like 10 minutes with a patient. And that's why it's so important for us to empower ourselves and to find outside support system and you know do our own education because the system can diagnose you a lot of times but a lot of times you're not going to sit there and get an hour of education on what to do and we're not always in a position right to take it in when we first get information either it takes a while yeah that's as you said that that's what popped into my head they don't have time to spend with you to, to go through everything you need so we do have to advocate for ourselves um by doing our own research which takes time, like you said. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, I think about that because there's so much information out there nowadays. And if you're not somebody who's familiar with wellness, you're not familiar with healthcare, how challenging it must be because there's tons of information. Yes. (laughs) Like, where do you, where do you begin? Yeah. So I'm glad that there's people like you that can help with that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's important for (laughs) listeners to like, find a really trusted resource, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that the person you're getting advice from actually is um, able to really give you that advice and that the advice that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think having that nursing background is a big help with that because I mean, nurses are one of the most trusted professions. Um, I'm pretty sure that's still the case. I know that was the case not too long ago, but, um, and I think that having that person who's guiding you as yes, she is a nurse. She's experienced that conventional medicine and now she's, you know, helping with these other um, bigger, broader areas. I think that's wonderful. 
Tell me about how would people find you if they wanted to learn more about what you do and tell us a little bit more maybe about what you do. Is it mostly one-to-one um, yeah, so it, programs it, or what, what, how, how do you, how do you do this? I'll tell you all about that. So I do, uh, you can find me the easiest way because you can find me through social media and everything. If you go to my website, it's called holisticnursecoaches.com. There's an ES at the end of coaches. Okay. And actually, if you go on there, you can get a couple free gifts. One is a, um, it's one of my guided processes for elevated well-being. So it's going to be something called emotional freedom technique, which that's another way that I work with my clients. Yeah. And I can explain that here in a minute. Yeah. And you'll get a digital affirmation card, as well as if you'd like to personally connect, you can book a discover elevated well-being session. So it's a 30 minute call and we go over your state of health and what it is that you really are wanting for your health, if there's obstacles in your way. So it's a really great way to get some insight on where where you're at and what's coming next for you and how do you get there and then yeah some of the other ways that I work with my clients one of the ways is uh the emotional freedom technique are you familiar with that I have heard of that yes yeah so it's also called tapping or EFT so I love this modality because it lowers the body stress response so automatically people feel more restful they feel more calm they feel more peaceful and then we address like emotions that are maybe hard to deal with or maybe there was an argument or something that's just not settling or you keep ruminating about an issue over and over and instead of like running away from it we're able to address it but your body's in this calmer state so it's so much easier to address and we're also able to like it connects the mind the body and the emotions Mm -hmm. and by the end of the tapping session typically people will say like I don't even, I'm not even bothered by that thing anymore. Or, you know, I'm only a little bit bothered. Whereas before I felt like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, it felt like it was like a nine in intensity. So I love do, doing that with clients. It's such a beautiful tool. I've had a client um, who came on retreat with us and she taught her nine-year-old and the next day came home and said, mom, mom I used that tapping at school and I don't have any, I don't have to worry about anxiety anymore. It really helped. Nice. So I think that's so cool that, you know, you can even teach it to your kids. It's a really easy tool yeah. to learn. Can you describe that a little bit in case people are kind of wondering? Yeah. So if you think about acupuncture, how there's different um, meridians throughout the body, mm-hmm. well, instead we're going to use our fingertips to tap on it. So like one of the points is on the side of the hand, mm-hmm. like underneath the pinky finger. Mm-hmm. And I usually will t- tap with like two or three fingertips there. You don't have to tap too hard. You don't have to tap super light. Really, this is like you're starting to tune into your body in a lot of ways too and feel what feels good. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the other points are on the collarbones. Mm-hmm. So I like to do both of them. So just tapping on the collarbones. Like today I taught a class and we did the tapping on the sternum for like a minute and a half. And it's like amazing. You'll just feel yourself starting to like, oh, I feel calmer without, without anything. Yeah, it's very cool. I like I love it. I love it. It looks weird at first, you know, you're tapping on your, on your face and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) But there's even, there's even meridian points like in your fingertips. So like, let's say you're waiting in an office and you're getting anxious. You're like, I have another appointment after this. We're running behind. You can even tap on the side of the nail bed and get some of that same, um, lower and stress response, lower in cortisol. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, um, once in a while, I get these little panicky attacks and they're not like full blown or anything, but then I just kind of start doing, and the listeners can't see me, but I'm kind of tapping just, you know, up above my nose here, but um, just, I like, I don't know exactly how it works, but it does work. 
It does. And I have, I have clients who, when we first start working together, they're dealing with panic attacks. And so what I say with that is like, okay, when you get in a panic attack, as I'm sure, you know, you can't talk yourself off the ledge, right? Your body's hijacked you. And so that's why it's so important for us to be able to do things like tapping, breath work, um, you know, vagus nerve activation so that we can take our body back, you know, and calm or create that sense of inner calm. And it's so important to do it when you feel calm too, because what happens is when you're hijacked, it's hard to remember to tap unless you've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> you have your little cheat card. Like, what do I do when I'm here? Right. Yeah. Because we're so overwhelmed, but the more we can start to create that muscle memory in the brain, it makes a difference. And then we can, when we are in a stressful situation or even a panic attack, we have those tools to draw from. Right. And you can do it yourself. You're empowering yourself to Yes. Which is so, so huge. Yeah. I do a lot of nervous system regulation with clients. So the tapping helps with that breath work, mindfulness, so that people are empowered to create that sa- sense of inner safety. Because if you think about it, feeling safe is like our foundational work. And so if we're not feel safe, if we're dysregulated, it's so hard to create healthy habits. It's hard to like, you know, work through those difficult things in relationships, sort of take our life to the next level. You know, we, we, somehow we do it. Sometimes we push through it, but we also like after a while that takes its toll. So if we can create that inner safety, it's so much easier to do everything from there. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so true. I never really thought about that before, but that's wonderful. That's an awesome yeah. tip. <laughs> yeah. It made, it's made such a difference. I got really burned out working during the pandemic and mm. I was, you know, into wellness at that time and taking good care of myself, but wow, that did a number on me. So it really brought to light just how important self-regulation is and knowing your body's signs like, oh, I'm getting irritable or, oh, I'm feeling like not doing anything. And uh, a lot of times we just push through that, right? We ignore it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We can't ignore it anymore. So that's another thing I work with clients is, is like tuning into what's the body really trying to teach you here, show you here. And yeah. once we start to, you know, befriend ourselves, you know, not just our bodies, but ourselves, like everything changes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes a yeah. big difference. Discovering like who, you know, who am I, right? So much time we're caught up in our identity as a mom, as a wife. Um, we don't really even know what's going on with us anymore. We've just been in service. And so. Right, right. So we can start to tune in. There's a lot of really powerful um, healing happens. Yeah. Do you, I was, I was wondering, you were talking about nurses and how we just power through and, you know, like I used to go, oh gosh, I went a 12 hour shift and I didn't even use the bathroom. Like how stupid was that? You know? (laughs) So do you work with nurses too? Or do you, I'm sure you work with a lot of different people, but do you work work with with other nurses? I work with a few nurses. Yes, I do. Okay. You know, when I first started, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to work all with nurses. And then it just didn't end up, it didn't end up happening. And then like <laughs> here and there, I'll get a nurse. Um, I think as nurses, we're such, such caregivers. And like, that's our, you know, so much of the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't work yeah. with a ton of nurses. Um, yeah. Although I would like to work with more nurses. How about you? Um, I Yeah, I mean, not not a lot because I think they have to get to that point where they're like, Oh my gosh, I have to start taking care of myself. Or, you know, a lot of the, the nurses I work with already know that, you know, there's other healthcare options out there. So yeah, they are open to essential oils or to meditation or that kind of thing. So um, yeah, it's just a little different. But 
Yeah, I think more and more people are, well, the science is backing everything up, which I think is really helpful yes. for people who, you know, that's the big source of like, if the we believe it or we're going to, you know, subscribe to it or not as if there's science. So I think that that's been a beautiful thing to bring more people into, okay, these other modalities actually really do work too. It's not just hearsay. There's actually something to this. Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just, it's funny that we have to have that to back it up for people to go, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I find myself saying that a lot. Like there's research to support it or the science says. Mm -hmm. um, and there are also things that science can't show at this point. And yet it's been around for millions of years, right? It's, like you look exactly. at like spirituality. There's a lot of things with spirituality that we can't measure necessarily. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, science definitely has its role and I, and I respect science and appreciate science. Yeah. And there's also things that maybe we don't have science for, but that definitely have a role in our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not everything has to have, in my opinion, has to have like a hard part of it is because also with science, we, learn later on that some of our science is incorrect oh sure it changes so, yeah remembering yeah. that too that like science isn't like a fact it changes as you can see like anybody who's had a kid right like the car yep. seat or how, oh. how you like baby changes so many times and definitely it's good it's bad like so many things you know yeah so I think it's important to <laughs> keep that in, in mind as yes. well. And I know you asked me how I work with clients. So I do coaching. Okay. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do quite a few workshops. So I'll do workshops on inner child healing. Radical self-compassion is a huge one on the nervous system regulation and the EFT tapping we talked about. And mm -hmm. then I host retreats, which are mm -hmm. tons of fun. So they're all of the holistic stuff in a exotic, beautiful place where you just really nice. take a week to dive in and take care of yourself and it's a lot of fun as well as really life-changing that sounds like heaven to me <laughs> yes. come with us we're going next year where are you September. going sure. okay. we're gonna go to Lake Athelon next year it's in Guatemala we went there last year and had a retreat there this place is magical oh wonderful it's magical oh. we're getting ready to go to Costa Rica for one in like a week Oh, fun. Yeah. I've yeah. heard Costa Rica is a wonderful place. I've had it really is. There too, it's a beautiful so. place. Yeah. Okay. Well, this Wisconsin girl needs to get out somewhere else. Someday. Come with us. <laughs> I uh, live every moment. You've got plenty of time to play it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, Brittany, if before we leave, is there any one last little tidbit of information you want to share with our listeners or something maybe we didn't cover? It's to piggyback off some of what we did cover and it would be to like learn the ways to create that sense of inner calm, right? Because there is so much empowerment in that. And when we can have that self-regulation, that self-healing, right? Remembering we have the ability to heal ourselves, to create that sense of safety because so much of the time we're looking outside of ourselves, whether it's for other people to help us, medication, alcohol, TV, right? All of these things that <laughs> are so easily accessible. Yes. Um, we also have that power within us to create whatever it is that we're looking out there to create, right? Right. And not to say that we don't need other people, right? We're interdependent, but to find the ways that help you stay centered and create that sense of inner calm. Love it. I love that so much. And say your website one more time before we leave. Yes, holistic, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, nurse, 
Everyone knows how to spell that, I'm guessing. And then coaches, C-O-A-C-H-E-S.com, holisticnursecoaches.com. Awesome. And we will, of course, put that in the show notes um, so people can just go and click on that and find you. So, Brittany, thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like we could just kind of keep talking about this stuff all day, but we'll we'll end it here. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kim. Have a beautiful day. It's great connecting. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Midlife with Courage. I hope that it has inspired and motivated you to live your best life. I'm Kim Benoy, a retired registered nurse, a wife, a mom, and now a certified aromatherapist. To learn more about my story and to get some tools to help you on your health and wellness journey, please go to my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You'll find lots of great information there. And if you would like to, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletters so that you are always up to date on what's happening. I promise not to bombard you. I usually send out a newsletter once, maybe twice a month. So check that out. Until next time, take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.